0: You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast.
1: Well, hello there, Vixies. This is Maddie, co-host of the Voluntary Vixies podcast. And I just wanted to give you all a little bit of an introduction before tonight's episode gets started and tell you what it's a little bit about. We invited our friend Rebel With The Cause on our podcast. He was actually the first podcast host out there that invited us on his show. And, you know, we've made a lot of friends since, but it's always nice to remember those that helped you out when you were first getting started. We thought it'd be a good idea to get back in touch with him, see what he was up to, but also, you know, ask the really important questions of the day. Like, does Governor Cuomo actually have nipple rings? Or... Actually, you know what? That's pretty much all that we need to talk about right now. I mean, I don't think enough people are focusing on that. Too many people are focusing on whether COVID is a real virus or not. And so while I think it is and we'll kind of I think start to see how things play out more and more every day just in terms of what the reaction to it actually will uh, lead to. It's been a weird, rough, bumpy ride thus far and It's not looking very hopeful for a lot of people, but um, I'm looking forward to, I don't know, seeing what kind of benefits we can all get from it, despite the world looking like it's going to shit right now. Anyway, pardon my French, and enjoy the show.
0: Welcome to Voluntary Vixens, where Jesse and Maddie give a female voice to news and pop culture with a libertarian twist. Join us to stay informed and challenged while keeping it sane, peaceful, and most importantly, voluntary.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Definitely the most fun when they're spontaneous, and I feel like there's plenty for us. Are you guys ready? Let's
2: touch our faces in three, two,
1: one. (laughs) <laughs> touch your face
0: yes touch your face yeah. touch eric,
1: eric we can't see you but you better be touching your face
0: and oh i've been touching my face you all have day to to tell the I'm state a, that i'm a you face touched your toucher. face <laughs> i'm a face toucher hey i'm an essential employee i don't have to listen to this non-essential garbage
2: that's true me too <laughs> i'm a nurse so it's like what are you gonna do tell me not to come
1: Yeah, Yeah, right? Don't show up and do your important life-saving work. (laughs)
0: Yeah,
2: whatever you
1: do. Life-sustaining work is the language I've seen in places. Life-sustaining? Nothing like a good central planning phrase like that, right? Oh, yeah. What do they they know about sustaining life? (laughs) Evil bastards.
0: Yeah, my job just involves a whole bunch of state money, so I guess I'm just essential by default. (laughs) Ah.
2: Well is everybody at your work losing their mind like everybody that I work with?
0: Oh, it was it was fun. The uh the first week at this new job, like two thirds of the office is already at home. And then the uh the first Friday, they just hand me a laptop and a couple of monitors and said, like, Yeah, you'd just be working from home for the next couple of weeks And it's like, Uh, okay. I didn't <laughs> even really got to meet my whole team, so <laughs> Oh
1: man. Oh Gotta man. Play. Quite the transition then.
0: Yeah, it was a uh, it' was bizarre
1: just to say the least most yeah. of my work is uh is done remotely and there's like very few of us actual in-house workers and then basically that's just the structure of it there's a few employees and a ton of independent contractors and every oh. all of those people are uh obviously remote and you know summer i'm i even have a friend that works for me from japan and um but so now all, all of us are officially online. And so thankfully I had my IT guy come in advance just coincidentally because I, you know, had bought a house and needed help setting up my computer. But um, yeah, I had him come set up the whole thing and I've got my two monitors so I could <laughs> fully function. And it's awesome. I'll say that like, but I'm really lucky that I can do that remotely because otherwise I would be considered non-essential and I would be not allowed to go to work per the government orders. So, you know, my, my entire company can stay afloat because we're able to do this online.
0: Yeah. It was a pretty strange yesterday. I was like, I I just need to get out of the house. So I like came up with a reason. I was like, uh, I'm going to go get some milk. Right. (laughs) I was just like, I need to get out of the house for a second.
1: Ugh. Yeah. I mean yeah. just think about that. how stir crazy we're going and this really hasn't been going on for very long. I mean Right. I don't know where you are, Rebel or Eric. I don't know what I should call you, but um
0: uh, I answered to both.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Rebel yeah. <and> Eric. <laughs> yeah. Uh down here in uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana now. So Got I, was it. Up, oh. I was up in Dallas there for a little bit and then you know, came back.
1: Yeah. Got it. Um, yeah, so in Maryland here, uh, you know, the People's Republic of Maryland, um, nice. <laughs> we just, as of yesterday, kind of got the... It's a very lackadaisical stay-at-home order. Like, you're not allowed to do anything except go to the grocery store. And if you're an essential worker, you can still work and go to work and go home. Yeah. I don't know. It's really weird. I th- I heard... Our most recent order came from uh, the result of this weekend. Some like crazy guy. I don't even know. But um, through a rager, a huge bonfire that invited like 60 people and the cops broke it up. Yeah. Continue continued the party anyway. But so because of that one guy, the rest of our state <laughs> is on lockdown now. Thank you. Thank oh, you, good. guys. Yeah. Right. Like punish that guy. Punish yeah. anybody who went, like, if you want to punish anybody, like, but seriously, so now I'm, like, uh, nervous, like, can I go visit my parents who aren't elderly and who aren't immunocompromised? Like, I should have the freedom to do that, like, go to their home. They're inviting should. me to their property.
0: You should, but you live in the Socialist Republic of Maryland, and uh mm-hmm. <laughs> the, uh, the uh, Einsatzgruppen is not going to let you do that, so. <laughs>
1: it really feels like just, I don't know, a very soft fascism but that's how they always warned us. anybody paying attention that's how they warned us that would come right
0: yeah uh yeah very soft uh, fascism you know if you are a very you know vocal advocate of gun rights you know they'll just come and murder you in your sleep you know they don't know oh, you to bother good waking God. you up yeah yeah and yeah, i heard
1: that, that i mean that story changed, changed hasn't it yeah, was that a um, reference to duncan lamb? Yeah. His name was Duncan Lump. Yes. His name was Duncan Lump. Yeah,
2: right. His pregnant girlfriend was right next to him when all this happened. I oh, could, yeah. I couldn't even
1: imagine. I can't yeah. believe they didn't miss and hit three people that night. God, that was
0: stupid. Yeah. And uh, we'll we'll be waiting forever for the body cam footage. I'm sure. It was lost, or
1: it it got oh, lost. Remember? It was scrubbed. The cameras weren't working that day. Disinfected. Maybe, maybe he was, yeah, I was going to say maybe he had Corona. <laughs> yeah.
0: Good <laughs> God. Oh, Lord.
1: You really Lord. never know these days.
0: Yeah, pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Yeah. My yeah. Uh, my younger brother just got out of the hospital. He had uh, breathing difficulties, coughing, 103 temperature, and uh, we're still waiting on his test results to come back, even though they said it would happen today. So. Not and they sent sure him home, or yeah. Well, he's fine now. I mean, Uh-oh. he's not running the temperature. He's breathing on his own. Oxi- oxygen saturation's at a normal level. So, but well, yeah, when he first went in, it was it wasn't looking good for him.
1: Jeez, yeah. well, I'm glad to hear he's okay now, but definitely going to be interested in the follow up. Like, what were his results?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what was yeah, a it, did you go visit him in the hospital? Or no, were they let no, you? No.
0: Yeah, no, they weren't letting anybody go visit him. And uh, I figured. Yeah, he lives over in Lafayette, Louisiana, so that would be like an hour drive anyways. But uh, uh, yeah. yeah, they weren't letting the wife over there. They just said, yeah, anyone who's had contact with him, you guys need to, to, to stay at home. Jeez. Start spraying lice all over everything.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's the thing with me is like, um, I'm a nurse, so everybody, all all nurses, Are either really freaking out about it, or they're like me and they're just like the flu's killed more people, so you know. Yeah, for the maybe we should have been doing this for the flu. I don't know. Uh
0: (laughs) I say no, it's awful. Yeah, it's a lot of the nurses that I've talked to. It's like another day at the office for them. Yeah, you're kind of finding that too.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I don't
0: work in the
2: hospital anymore, so. I'm very blessed that I don't work in the hospital anymore because that um, would probably be a nightmare. Uh, but um, everybody that I know that's works in the hospital and see where I live, it's not a major city. I mean, it's a medium sized city, but, you know, they're, they're talking like if you had talked to any of my nursing friends online, you would have thought like we're on a shutdown and it's packed to the gills. But yeah um then my other nurse friends are like well the census is actually lower than usual and things are pretty slow and it's actually kind of (laughs) nice you know (laughs) because like a large part of what we do is we deal with a lot of families too and so now that all the family members have to stay home it it makes our job a lot easier right so i mean uh that might be one thing that actually like people are talking about how this is going to be the next 9-11 and this will change how hospitals run. That might be one of the ways that they change things because they might keep visitors very limited or or not none at all to, compared to what you're seeing now or before this. Um, and that would be a good thing <laughs> in my opinion.
1: <laughs> I feel like um, people <laughs> treating hospitals less like a rest stop would be a good yes. thing if people yeah. actually were a little bit more paranoid about being there it's like you should avoid that place at all costs all the time
2: okay and so, so you know,
1: <laughs> that's where you get
2: diseases this is what this is what drove me crazy about new yeah, mothers was- when I would when I went to I took my daughter to our, our local children's hospital cuz she busted her chin open and we had to get stitches and it was everything was closed and I would see all these moms with like babies like in the ER and just crying. And I'm like, T- just keep your babies at home. Like this is how yeah. disease spreads is in the yes in the ER waiting room. <laughs>
1: Especially yeah. like the the hospital like versions of certain illnesses. Like there's nothing quite as bad as a hospital pneumonia. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes. I mean, it's basically just a giant petri dish. Because yeah. they get a little bit of everything there, and nothing is completely sanitized.
2: So No. And, I mean, yeah. we had a – and, you know, I live in East Tennessee, so you can just imagine – use your stereotypes right now, guys, on well, some of the clientele that we have in the hospital. Because where – I remember one of the hospitals I worked at was – it was the nearest hospital for a big chunk of the countryside. And um, we would have – some families that were a little bit less than hygienic, and one room yeah. we had to quarantine off and um, spray because they were they brought roaches with them.
1: Oh my god!
2: Which is that's why it might not be such a bad idea for people's family members just to stay home right. when their families are in the hospital because <laughs> you're bringing all your germs from home, whether you know it or not.
0: Yeah, they, so, uh,
1: germs, roaches. Etc. Uh,
0: yeah. My was, mother-in-law is a, uh, was a head nurse. And so she's like, yeah, the worst thing is people bringing flowers. Yeah. Ooh. Cause God knows who's touched them.
2: That's a good well, point. Yeah. That, we'd have a hard, when I worked in oncology, we'd have a hard and fast rule for some of our, um, neutropenic patients. They weren't, they weren't allowed to have flowers in their room and they, I everything they had. I imagine
1: balloons would be bad too. Yeah, yeah, I think they
2: had, like, everything had to be kind of sanitized before it was brought in. It was, yeah, you just don't realize. I mean, there's so many people in the, in a hospital, and every everybody's touching everything.
1: It's Dornob, really like a mall handrail. for sick people. Yeah. <laughs> a shop. Yeah, if you're going to run into, into coronavirus,
2: it will be at the hospital, so stay away.
1: <laughs> yeah, basically, unless you're dying. I wouldn't go to the hospital. I will say, so like, I don't, uh, Eric, I would kind of keep, I've heard things like are amping up down in um new Orleans and that just might be because it's new Orleans, but um, yeah. you know, it, where, where I'm at in Maryland, like, and what I do for a living is I work with um like a bunch of the do- doctors from Hopkins. And so I get daily doses of like, this is scary as hell, and like I, I, it's oh, a lot to combat. It's it's a lot to combat. Eric, combat that. Um, like I hear scary stuff coming from the hospital, and like if he's that scared, like it makes me that scared. And so, right. But I don't know. I I still remain very hopeful. Like a, another positive note that came out of today was that. Um, so I'm sure. I think we even talked about it in the last episode, because it's basically been consuming my life for the past week or so. But um, so let's see. So P- PPE shortage, personal protection of equipment shortages, like that's right. happening everywhere, especially like the um, hot zones, hot spots, whatever you want to call them. And so uh, like the past week or so, and even through today, like I've been helping basically saying fuck the box like we're working outside the box because the box hasn't worked like thank you thank you government i literally told my expert i was like yeah fuck the box like we we gotta we have to find we have to find other ways to solve this problem
0: yeah the box is ripped torn a little bit
1: yeah mutilated box and
0: um looks like it just got delivered by fedex
1: I hope, I hope hope Kim's listening to this, (laughs) but, but anyway, like, you know, trying to work our way around, um, the mainstream avenues of things, because it's really like a lot of red tape that has made these shortages occur. And so, um, but anyway, so, you know, it sounds like the most coveted N95 masks are like about to Boom. Because enough companies have either gotten restrictions and regulations lifted or other companies are taking um, on new manufacturing tasks. And, like, so that stuff is going to start booming. And then, you know, a bunch of other companies, like this one company called Pro Athletics, they're, I don't know what the heck they did. sounds like something athletic. But um, they're going to start um, making, like, surgical gear and, like, gowns and, and stuff people need. And so, like, it's been an amazing thing for me to watch like the private sector taking over and fixing this problem. But so I wanted to say like a positive note is that it sounds like, I think the, the shortages that everybody's freaking out about and that's making the projections all worse. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to kind of solve itself sooner than everybody was thinking. And so, yeah, I I just wanted to put that out there that I'm feeling hopeful just even based on like what I've been observing in my limited role. But I will also say like New York city does sound like it's completely over overwhelmed in their systems. And like, they've been asking for outside help. And so one of the doctors that we work with, he's actually out of uh, Salt Lake city. We contacted him. And we're like, Hey, what's your availability for a call? We can like, you know, get on and start working together. And he's like, <laughs> I'm going on a plane tomorrow to New York City to help with their doctor yeah. shortage, and I'll be yeah. there till April 20th. So I'll right. let you know after that. And we're just like, bon voyage. Good, like, luck, okay, bro. good luck up there. Yep. <laughs> Gonna go do doctor but I
2: will say this, though. I mean, they're talking like the shortage is happening because of the coronavirus. We've always had a doctor shortage. We've had a doctor shortage since I started nursing, before that, even. Yeah. We've always had a shortage of doctors. I think the thing is, is that maybe they're kind of t- taking advantage of that information a little bit and making it sound like, oh, we are just, the shortage just happened because of all these people that are sick. No, they've always, there's always been a shortage. It's just that now yeah. we have this pandemic that we have to you know, draw attention crisis. towards.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. And there's a bunch of fear mongering going along with it too. So it's, uh, it's kind of one of those things we all got to watch out for. Uh, you know, like you said, the doctor shortage was before that. Uh, it's not exactly an easy field to get into. I mean, there's education, uh, residency, uh, not mm-hmm. to mention all the licensing and everything else that you got to go through first. Yeah. So, yeah. And this isn't going to help. So, uh, but you know, who, who would have thought that, you know, stacking people on top of people and, very condensed spaces like cities was uh, not such a great idea.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I guess that's the thing is that it's like, uh, I feel like I get chewed out because I'm not taking it seriously enough. I'm like, I do believe that it's just, the virus is real and I do believe that, yeah. that it is deadly to certain people. I just think that we might be, I think that the powers that be might be taking advantage a little bit too much.
0: Oh yeah. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, like Rahm Emanuel once said, have no, "A lot of good crises go to waste." Right. And so no so I'm very it. skeptical.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm very skeptical to to jump, you know, out of my skin of, of you know, out of fear of all of this because I just I feel like I was telling my mom the other day I was like I feel like we've had many worse days than what I'm seeing happen. Like if we could have gotten rid of family members and visitors. Like years ago, I probably would still be working in the hospital, but you know, it's like such a, it's just, it was, I just remember like working days that were just so bad that um, this just, I, I would love to work in this environment right now, <laughs> if that makes any sense. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like, I remember one day we were so, we were just, I don't even know what was going on, but we were just so packed that we had ICU patients up on the floors on our on the in our cancer floor and it was not an ideal situation. We were all like afraid we were going to lose our licenses that day. Yeah. And it was you know normal business day and now like nobody shut anything down or turned away patients when we were overwhelmed then, but now it's like all we needed to do is just say we had a coronavirus and we could have gotten rid of all these people. I don't, I don't know.
1: It really is convenient in a lot of ways. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, like even down here in Louisiana, like um, a couple of years ago, there was just people had, uh, you know, upper respiratory uh, issues and there was just a lot of people going into the same thing, you know, bronchitis type thing. Uh, wasn't the flu, but they were just saying, yeah, we're just, you know, getting a lot of these and you'd go into like a clinic that normally... You'd sit in there for, like, maybe 10 minutes before you get uh, seen by somebody. You know, now the whole waiting room's filled up. So mm-hmm. it, sometimes you just get clusters of these weird things that happen all at once. But, uh, yeah. Is, yeah. The thing with the corona is even when someone, you know, may have, like, started their seasonal allergies, now they're starting yeah. to get panicked and think that they got it. And so then they go run down to the ER. Who's like, oh, I'm going to need a test. I'm going to need a test. Yeah. So, yeah, people are... People are crazy, especially when they start getting that mob mentality going. Well, and, it's,
2: and then there's the Karens that come out and oh, shame yes. you publicly oh, for Karens. being out in public.
0: Yeah, there's <laughs> been quite a lot of those posts going around. Uh, today I saw one that uh, Pete Quinones uh, posted. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. She's, She's like, I'm calling that. the police. So there's funny. 20
0: people in this parking lot. <laughs> a <Gotcha>, Karen. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. Somebody had posted like a, uh, a rubber glove like you would use for uh, washing dishes and it had a whole bunch of uh, essential oils like glued to it. And I said, oh, <laughs> look, it's the Infinity Gauntlet for Karen.
1: <laughs> Perfect.
2: <laughs> I saw one video where this woman was getting in like she was getting in this guy's face. He was in his car with his buddy and she was pointing in his face and like, I mean, she was very close to his face. The, six yeah within Shane, the six Shane, feet Shane. she was saying that her that his passenger in the car was not with within six feet distance from him they they were supposed to be in the house she was going to call the police on them okay. that Back he needs off, to watch out but she's in his face like yelling yeah, he, at
1: him he should have just coughed <laughs> on her
2: yeah but then he probably <laughs> would have been arrested for assault <laughs> or something because i've heard yeah.
0: people
1: being arrested for that too
0: it's crazy yeah, it's, out there uh, There's one story I didn't get a chance to read it. I I did catch the headline where this guy was uh, going around buying up a whole bunch of masks. And somebody called the cops on him at the store uh, saying that, you know, he was trying to buy up all the masks. And so when they come to investigate, he coughed on one of them on purpose. Mm. And it turned out that guy happened to be an FBI agent. Oh, man. Oh, God.
1: Oh, the feds. (laughs) Yeah. Fun times with the feds.
0: Yeah. Fun times with the fed boys.
1: Yeah. Pass. I'm trying to We all all pretty much have our own Fed
2: agent that follows us anyways.
0: Yeah.
1: I feel like uh, mine's probably been really unimpressed with me lately. (laughs) I'm I'm really low.
0: Oh, that's right. Y'all have stalkers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, my uh, my Feds, they just kind of look at us like, oh, he's looking at the stuff again. Uh, I'll just write it in the report.
2: <laughs> yeah. I think well, mine's on the board with me right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll pull yeah. the uh, Alex Jones excuse. I was I was only looking at the porn just to to freak out my NSA agent. It's like sure you were. Sure you were, buddy. Did
2: he really <laughs> do that? That would be that's hilarious.
0: <laughs> no, it was a uh some somebody took a screenshot of uh of like his computer screen during one of his uh broadcasts and there was like uh X videos or something pulled up in the back on one of the tabs.
1: Uh, I think I saw that. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, Brett, he, Brett Hume was another one. I, I he had tweeted out this picture of his desktop, and there was like LaTeX ladies. Uh, the tabs. <laughs> I was like, oh buddy, I had no idea. Brett Hume was such a freak. Look at him go. I think I heard about that. <laughs> yeah, so
1: not surprised
0: at all. It's like take a minute, double check what your what your, what tabs you have open. Yeah, yeah, maybe close a couple.
1: Yeah, <laughs> delete history always. Yeah, really. Yes. Yeah. Um, speaking of weird news anchors, uh, Shepard Smith still on Fox? I don't watch TV at all anymore, but that guy sucked.
0: Yeah. You know, I don't think he is anymore. I think he went to another uh, channel.
1: Huh?
0: I, I don't watch I the news that. anymore, so I don't know who anybody is.
1: Yeah, well, he was awful.
0: Well, I have the uh, glowing rectangle of all human knowledge right here. I guess I can look it up. Huh?
1: Is that uh, your Google bar?
0: The, sure. <laughs> DuckDuckGo, StartPage.com, whatever else other than Google.
1: Didn't DuckDuckGo get bought out, though?
0: Oh, they, they've they all been bought and sold at some point. I, ju- I just kind of operate under the, uh, the idea that whatever I'm searching is already out there. So.
1: Yeah. That's why, unfortunately, it's like a little bit of self-censorship like I won't search certain things it's just which sucks because I you know like to have the information but it's also like I don't want it to be recorded that I was searching for it I know that the algorithms are going to be messed up and going to show me things that aren't relevant to what I'm searching for they'll hide what I want to actually see and you know it's I really I mean Eric you might know better than I would because I wouldn't know it all, but uh, is there like a blockchain-like version of Google in the works or out there or something that like would be better for our type people?
0: Um, I'm sure it, there, there has to be some kind of uh, privacy coin that's probably offering that kind of service. Yeah. Or it m- might be still in the testing phase. I know uh, the Brave browser uses that uh, basic attention token. Yeah, uh, that's so what like, I use. Yeah. In fact, I've never heard of that. What is that? Oh, Brave! It's a uh, it's a pretty awesome uh, little browser. It blocks ads, oh, it blocks okay. tracking cookies. Uh,
1: yeah. So Ooh. when everyone was
0: complaining about the Mike Bloomberg ads on YouTube, I was like, yeah, what ads? Because I don't get them. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. So every t- yeah. So when I hear uh, people like loading up a YouTube video for something to play on their podcast and you get to hear that like two seconds of the ad first, it was like, oh man, stupid ads! I was like, oh man, you could have avoided this. It's <laughs> <Get laughs> brave. Really cool. Uh, yes uh, October know. the 11th 2019 Shepard Smith left the Fox News Network but it oh. doesn't say where he went after that so.
1: nobody cares enough I guess
0: yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. one of my most favorite memories of Shepard Smith was uh, right before Katrina made landfall in New Orleans he's down on Bourbon Street and he stops this guy who's walking his dogs he goes sir aren't you, aren't you afraid that uh, you know the hurricane's coming tonight you know what are you doing out here the guy in typical New Orleans fashion, just looked at Shepard Smith, and this is live. He goes, "Why don't you mind your own fucking business?" <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's the oh that's thing good. Ever. He just looks at it and he goes, oh, "Well, there's that southern hospitality we hear so much about." I was like, "Yeah, don't don't do that."
1: Yeah, oh, don't do that. You're you're the dick. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, looking for the sound bite. he got one.
0: Yeah, yeah, you got one. You get you get served, yeah. Shep. Yeah, like a, you know. <laughs> The hurricanes for us is like, okay, all right, well, you know, call me when it's a Category 5 when it makes landfall. Yeah, yeah I guess it would, yeah. <laughs> it's like a yeah. Category 3? Eh, I can sleep through
1: it. Junior, Bush League. Yeah. Or Junior Varsity, if we're using Obama scales. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where I
2: live, we don't really have that many – We may we do get flooding, but it's still nothing like. I mean, flooding. I'd much rather have that than a hurricane or tornado any day.
0: So also in uh, Tennessee, y'all get ice storms during the winter time too. Yeah, that
2: could be that. We just stay home when that happens. (laughs) So
0: that's why it sucks.
2: Like it gets cold, for it freezes, but it doesn't just snow. And if it does snow, it'll freeze, and then it will snow on top of the ice. So then you really can't drive. It's just, you know, that's what sucks. I wish I had lived in a place where it just snowed and didn't ice over
1: first. We had a very sad amount of snow in Maryland this year, as in, like, no snow. (laughs) Instead, we get a virus and quarantine and, you know, preparing for a snow apocalypse with no snow. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, that was and we uh, may not really see much come out of it, really. Yeah,
0: in 2017, it snowed pretty good down here in Baton Rouge, so it was like a legit snowstorm. We got like four inches.
2: Huh, that's was like pretty good for New Orleans. Yeah, it was like
0: yeah, awesome. it just locked everything down for a couple of days because <laughs> the amount of. Wait, bridges. was that the same
2: year? Was that the same year that Atlanta had that humongous like ice storm that ruined that everybody got stuck on the highway
0: yeah i think that was like a uh maybe a couple of days afterwards because that that was the direction it was moving Mm. in
2: and yeah uh, yeah, we
0: had got it first it was like four inches you know it was like just pulled up to work and it was like really snowing i was like you know because as a little kid i was born in Omaha, nebraska lived in uh council bluffs iowa and i'm young enough to remember you know feet of snow piling up outside the door yeah wow yeah i was like i was like oh well this is like a legit snowstorm right now It's a good thing I don't have to cross any bridges on the way home.
2: <laughs> yes, bridges are the worst. Oh, yeah. That's that's what gets you in Tennessee is it will – you'll think that the dro- the roads are fine. So you think, oh, okay, I can just go over this bridge. And then you yeah. go over the bridge and you're sliding everywhere.
0: That's, yeah, that's what gets you. Ooh. Yeah, except uh, cold air just goes up from underneath. And yeah. Water. It
1: freezes It'll that sucker. Or,
2: dark, or black ice because th- then it refreezes again at night when you're driving home right. from
0: work. Yeah, fun times, fun times. Oh, yes, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it, anytime <laughs> it like snows just a little bit down here in Louisiana, like everybody goes out to go drive in it. It was like, oh, we're going to go out and see the snow. It's like you can do this from your front porch. <laughs> it that way, I promise.
2: Yeah, no one knows how to they- drive in the snow. When they're yeah, the next down day there's always
0: several cars down in a ditch. And ditches <sighs> in Louisiana are no joke. They're like feet deep, so Yeah. It gets pretty nuts. I was like, Oh my god, people don't do that. My well, other favorite is the guys driving around in trucks thinking that the four wheel drive will save their life. No.
2: Oh yeah. I've yeah, that's a common mistake.
1: People need to make accidents yeah. or you know, have accidents to learn from them. <laughs>
0: You would think they would laugh like from them.
1: <laughs> you, think? you hope. That's the hope.
0: <laughs> it's like really, de- really depends on the person. Yeah. yeah,
1: one of those ten people or one of those ten accidents.
0: <laughs> yeah, like one out of every ten. You know, I have to give him ten percent. He's like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be driving around when it's freezing cold outside.
1: Not a good idea.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Houston was another uh, another fun one. So anytime it would rain, you see people, like, instead of doing 80 miles an hour on a surface street, they just pump it up to 90. And you're like, oh, great. Today's going to be fun. Because right. <laughs> <laughs> Texas drivers are nuts. Huh. <laughs> and that, that four or five months I was up in Dallas, I, I definitely proved it. I was like, oh, you're going to cut through four different lanes to get off to the exit right here. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Casual. Yeah.
2: That's what happens in Atlanta, too. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Driving is terrible.
1: I'm really not missing my commute. I mean, it is where I got to consume podcasts and whatnot. But, um, you know, maybe that this is for the better uh, for at least me <laughs> and my yeah. mental health that, um, you know, I could turn my brain off. I was thinking about it after, din- you know, like during a lot of my just chores around the house, I'll have a podcast on because you don't need to have, do you don't need to watch it. That's the key thing. Oh, yeah. Um and I was thinking, you know, let me get some dinner, and I'll turn something mindless on TV. And uh, my first thought was, hmm, what was that d- documentary, documentary on uh, the JFK assassination called? And I was like, no, Maddie, <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Like, just calm down. Watch something that normal people watch. Like, <laughs> Yes, pump I, Maddie, pump. I it. totally I understand. <laughs> get some programming.
0: Yeah, there was a uh, one weekend I was like just kind of scrolling through Hulu and it was like, oh, they have a Skinwalker documentary. I guess I'm gonna be watching this.
1: Ooh, like
0: Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah.
1: Ooh.
0: Yeah. The, uh, the so same did you guy, watch it? Go on. Yeah, the same guy who did the uh, documentary for Bob Lazar that that came out recently on Netflix.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did
0: the uh, yeah he had done the the Skinwalker Ranch one and, and it's kind of focused on. Taking George Knapp out there one weekend to see if they could find anything, and then it kind of focused at the end on the new owner of the ranch, who's like all the peering and you know dark shadow and creepy robot boys. But oh, yeah, it, it's kind of fun because Skinwalker Ranch is always one of those that's uh, you kind of look at it as like, okay, what kind of crazy stuff is happening?
1: <laughs> is there anything to that? Yeah, I was
2: like, I was going to ask you, do you think that Skinwalkers are are real? <laughs>
0: Uh, as far as the cryptid side of it, I don't know. I don't know. It's a, It's kind of nuts. There's been people who have sank a whole bunch of money. They'll go out there and record stuff. But maybe they're seeing something out there. I don't know if it's like a natural occurrence or whatnot. Hmm. But uh, yeah, it's always kind of fun. You know, that like, the Skinwalker Ranch to me is like the stuff that you would talk about around the campfire when you're telling ghost stories. Yeah. yeah. But in that, That's in that case, stuff, you, <laughs> yeah, talk about interdimensional portal opening up and something crawling out of it on video screen, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> I would
1: would really prefer that to not happen. Yeah. (laughs) What is
2: it about that? Like, I have wondered, though, it's like, what is it about that area of the United States or that area of the world, really, where people are just seeing such crazy stuff? Yeah, no, it does seem like people do see more things out there. And it could just be because there's not a whole lot out there. So your mind plays tricks on you. But.
0: Yeah, you could get into the whole uh, pseudo-scientific reason of it. You know, there's a lot of limestone deposits there.
1: And apparently okay. all the
0: creepy, uh, weird stuff happens around limestone. Whatever Why is that?
1: I'm not sure if I knew that or not.
0: Maybe I did. Yeah, I have no idea. It's uh, like ghost hunting shows that are always like, oh yeah, well, everything down here in this uh, basement. And they were, they
1: were on limestone. the limestone.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, what is that? I've never heard that anything? before. Yeah. That's huh. always kind of funny. It's like one of the one of the reasons they'll say, okay, well, there's just a lot of EMF and everything in this area because there's a limestone deposit like ten feet down there. Hmm. Um, okay.
1: I feel like that would be really good, like meme, um, like meme production. <laughs> like, where's the limestone?
0: Yeah, where's the limestone?
1: But who knows? It's, Maybe there is something about the limestone.
0: Yeah, uh, coincidence. Wonder what the witches say. Yeah, that's where all of the uh, the Native Americans buried their dead is in limestone deposits. So, yeah.
1: Extra Ooh. I think that <laughs> yeah, I huh. feel like um maybe I even just heard that something about that recently, but like as a way to like trap their spirits and or something. Huh. I don't know. Yeah, could be. Could I think be. I think we should I you know, once this travel ban's lifted, I figure like we should just get out there. See, that's the where Childerberg needs world. to go yeah <laughs> i was i was thinking about i'm whole about our, that i was thinking about our Childerberg friends like i wonder if it's completely rescheduled by now like eric are you a member of the lp
0: i am not no longer a member of the lp i have uh let it lax i'm no longer the uh, elections chair for the louisiana libertarian party anymore
1: Man, uh, i've actually just been, kind of been yeah i'm just kind
0: of enjoying not being involved in the in the daily drama of it. so it is, it is kind of funny, you know, getting IMs and stuff from, you know, the Jacob Hornberger campaign and Mark mm-hmm. with me and everybody's like, Oh, we want to be on the show. It's was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not doing candidates. Sorry.
1: Yeah. yeah. Even,
0: even my good friend, Kim Ruff, who was running, I didn't even have her on. So, but yeah, it's, it's been wonderful not having to be a part of it anymore. So, <laughs> but yes, uh, at the next uh, convention, if it's still going on, I will be there. I'll also be at Childerberg in Austin as well. And I haven't heard anything from Jake or the other guys that were canceling it just yet. So. And that's uh, in May, right? Yeah, it's a couple months away. May 23rd okay. to the 26th. I
1: feel like May is tomorrow.
0: <laughs> it, it's getting uh, around the corner because tomorrow will be April the 1st. So I know. Right.
1: Oh, yeah. April Fool's Day. Mm-hmm. wouldn't. I don't know, like, if I'd be relieved or pissed that, like, a big April Fool's announcement came out tomorrow that, you know, I don't know, that everything is a load of shit and, um, you know, we've been wasting our time. I was thinking about it, like, the backlash, it's one of those things where, you know, and maybe we can kind of end up comparing it to 9-11, but I feel like, You know, there's a lot more information out there. There's a lot more people paying attention. I think there's a lot more people that are awake to the fact that, like, we've been lied to for Mm -hmm. years. And it's just a a daily bombardment of lies. And Mm -hmm. I really am wondering, like, if this all ends up being as wrong as I think it could be. And, you know, that it really is not as big a deal. Um as everybody's prepared for us to be like, I, it's not going to just sit well with people. I think people are going to be really mad because they're going to be very broke.
0: Yeah. uh, Yes. The market taking a big, taking a big dump uh, was probably the big one because people didn't believe that the everything bubble was going to pop. And, you know, COVID-19 comes along and that's the pin that pricked it. And now all yeah. the air is deflating the bubble. Um, and then I want to say, you know, maybe people will wake up from this. And then I see videos of all of the Jackies and Karens bringing their kids out onto the driveway so they can sing the uh, Pledge of Allegiance in their neighborhoods together. <laughs> oh, uh, oh and, my God. I think I've seen that video. Oh, um, God. Yeah, and there's like several families just like out at the end of their driveway. And I was like, oh, please sweet meteor of death.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like come sooner, jeez. Ah,
0: you can people don't hit, don't, people. Don't hit an ocean, like hit land.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. That's I think that's the thing. like I was telling a friend of mine. I was like, I'm just if I die during this thing, it's not going to be from coronavirus. It's going to be from
0: just other people's stupidity.
2: Yes, yes. I'm just going to. I'm, yeah. I'm either going to do it myself, or they're going to give me a heart attack or something.
0: Yeah, I was starting to think the same way. I was like, "Oh, here I go. I'm gonna about to go out in public. Uh, you know, someone's gonna see me like scratch my nose or something. <laughs> Point at me like I'm Damien from the from the Omen." Ugh.
1: Ooh, Rebel Eric is a. Uh, you'll have to also keep us posted uh, now that we've now that we know that your brother has gone in for testing at least. If yeah. uh, they're going to make him download that COVID-19 app that people that are, at least people that I guess are testing positive are supposed to be downloading this app when they go home. And uh, like, so they
0: can track, trace, and database them? Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to ask him. I'll have to ask him.
1: Yeah, ask him if there's anything discussed about that. I was listening to the No Agenda podcast, and they were talking about that. And it's like, I am not signing up for any of that shit. No. No.
0: Uh. Uh-uh. Well, yeah, it's already uh-huh. bad enough. I've seen, like, screenshots of uh, people in uh, England. You know, it's like, we've registered your cell phone outside of your home three times. We're fine. We'll be assessed.
1: Oh, my account. God. Oh, it's my like, gosh. Uh-huh. Disgusting.
0: Yeah. It was like people, like, the comments underneath it are like the guys' bros. And it was like, why'd you take your phone with you? <laughs> you yeah. should have just left it in your house. <laughs> That's what's going to end up happening. Yeah.
1: I mean, people find a way. Yes. As all, as we see in any circumstance, like the black markets will be a thing. Um, oh yeah, they, you they know. already are. Exactly.
0: Yeah, there's a there's been a lot of uh, wheeling and dealing on the uh, on the black and gray markets right now. So. mm mm-hmm. People making their own masks and selling them. Uh, people who make their own elderberry syrup is the kind of, you know, maybe trading that for other goods.
1: I've heard that, um or I've read that, unlike you, and this is another one of those things where it seems to be a very, like, unique and funny acting virus. Because, um, you know, elderberry is usually something that, you know, one would take, and it's something that, pro- like, promotes a healthy immune system, and in particular, it's supposed to help combat viruses. But yeah, something I mean, about... Something about this virus and something about elderberries, actually, and of course, I'm not a medical professional, and anybody who actually takes elderberry on a normal basis, like, go do your own research so you know if you're poisoning yourself or not, but um, I did read that this virus, the way it reacts with elderberry is that, like, the elderberry ends up creating, like, a cytokine storm, and yeah, it makes it, like, that much more I guess, favorable of an environment for the virus. Uh, also, um, again, not a medical professional, and this isn't professional advice, but since this is what I was told from my medical professional friends and colleagues, um, they're, see- they're noticing a signal with um, ibuprofen. And so if you were to take any kind of like, um, like headache medicine or pain relief, avoid yeah. ibuprofen, anything with ibuprofen in it, because I guess they're finding in the blood of uh, deceased patients that had COVID 19, um, they're finding that those that were deceased more likely than not had ibuprofen in. And so, again, something like the weird way that it's reacting with elderberry, like it's doing something with ibuprofen that's making it like a frenzy for the virus. So, um,
2: well, it's supposed to be like uh, ibuprofen is a non steroidal anti-inflammatory.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So, um, Which I'm wondering anyways,
0: cause you know, your liver is the only one that you got. You know?
2: Yeah. And it's also bad for your stomach too, because it does something oh, yeah. to the lining of your stomach that takes away that, that membrane. So it's not something you should be taking on a regular basis. Like you only need it for like after a hard day's work or something, but serious yeah.
1: pain. Yeah. So, yeah, Avoid and it.
2: naproxen, like naproxen, is another or Aleve. That's another medication similar to ibuprofen. So I probably just stay away from that too.
1: It's <laughs> mm. probably smart. Uh, and, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, not really finding anything with about the um, elderberry and COVID nineteen. Are you I mean, still usually, on the
1: Google?
0: Yeah, I mean, you usually take elderberry and stuff when you're trying to. Keep from getting the flu or shorten the life of the flu,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, but uh, yeah, I haven't really found anything dealing with okay, never mind, I've just found it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, normally it will activate healthy immune system by increasing inflammatory cytokine production, but in Covid's case, it might actually do more harm than good, okay, so that's like one thing, but not like an actual clinical study on it yet,
1: yeah. So, I don't know. Again, I'm not a medical professional.
0: Yeah. But I do play one on TV. <laughs> I do play one on podcast. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, and in uh, various group chats.
0: Yeah. Uh, one of the greatest lines ever uttered in a movie was, uh, Carrie Elway's in, uh, Shadow of the Vampire when someone called him here doctor. And he says, oh, no, I'm not a doctor, but I have dabbled in pharmaceuticals. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh Man. Yeah, so also, I'm not downloading the app. I don't think I want that vaccine that's supposed to be coming down the pike.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah the one that's uh is like getting fast-tracked through uh, trials and everything. Yeah.
2: Yeah, this is the thing. Uh, the public, I, this drives me crazy about the public, is they panic at every single data point that comes out on the news. Yeah. And they don't realize, like, we don't have all the data yet, so we don't need to just panic about everything that that new information that we hear because you have to put that in comparison to everything that we know.
1: Yeah, and then literally look at a it. data point. It needs to be plugged in Yeah, uh, and seeing how it relates to the big picture and how it affects the big picture.
2: Right. I mean, it's just kind of like everybody um, flipped out about the um, quinine and zithromycin combination uh, and you know they got upset because that one idiot died because he took like his fish tank cleaner because it had quinine in it to prevent him from getting covid well i I was flipping out because we can't just give this to the public because it hasn't been approved for covid19 yet and it's just like guys shut up like yeah. wait a minute it's not for prevention it's for people who are sick and they're using it the only way we're going to know if it is effective is if we actually start using it so we have to it, unfortunately we have to kind of use it as a trial to see if it, it is effective it was very effective in france so you know
0: yeah and probably not coin from you know fishbowl cleaner
2: Right, which has other chemicals in it that will probably poison us to you, which is what like, killed the dude.
1: Yeah. Actually, I want to kind of want to see, don't wait for me, but I want to check out the, um, I want to get an ingredients list. Or maybe, Eric, can you get me an ingredients list if you're, since you're <laughs> such a good searcher? <laughs> what else we got in there?
0: Since I am strong with the Google Foo. You are uh, so
1: strong with it. What else we got in there?
0: Oh, uh, let's see. What was it? Fish bowl? Magic potion. <laughs> Magic cleaner. cleaner.
2: Yeah. Because yeah. we have a fish and we need to clean its fish bowl, so, you know.
1: Or else well, it's going thinking... to get COVID.
0: Well, I hear yeah, that. Yeah, uh, I better. I hear that. uh chug that it. Kaboom will, you know, will turn purple when it's ready. Jesus. So. <laughs> oh, uh, let's see. Uh, pulling up a Washington Post, you know. Mm. Mm. Uh, da, 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 da. It killed them, of course.
2: Uh, Surprise! That's another thing, though, too, is that we don't know yet with the, with all these COVID deaths, how many of these people had other underlying diseases. It That's seems what like, I'm it totally seems like avoiding. To know.
1: It yeah, seems like they're avoiding reporting, or at least like the headlines won't tell you that, and you have to read somewhere like ten paragraphs in to find out what else was wrong with them, and it's like. Unbelievable. See, that to me is the most important thing
2: of that we, at, like. wish I wish more of my nurse friends would, you know, instead of panicking about having to worry about PPE at the hospital, like, look, they, they, why are they not asking these questions? Like, why are we not? Because a lot of us, we work with patients all the time that have multiple diseases, and they might just succumb to one of them, and so. Or all of them have contributed to the why they died. It just doesn't make sense, like, why we aren't asking these questions.
1: Like, there's a term called comorbidities for a reason.
2: Right. You know? I like, mean, I worked in hospice. So, I mean, yeah. I remember, like, patients with multiple things, you know, and when they would pass away, like, we'd be surprised what, what would get them
1: one day, you know? Jesse, in that role, like, would you or would somebody else be responsible for, like, listing cause of death? Like, I know, like, you're not a coroner, you're, you didn't do the autopsy, but, like, as somebody who would have seen or been with them or caring for them when they passed, like, does any of that fall on you or, like, somebody who would be in your role or who gets that? Whose job is that?
2: Well, when we first get them the doctor has to give us diagnoses like we have to have the, the terminal diagnosis and then we have the comorbidities underneath it. Yeah. So, um, a lot of times it would be like we had a ton of cancer patients. So in reality, when we're looking at the cancer, a lot of it would be just if they're going down really fast, it's either going to be the heart or the lungs that are going to get you. Like mm-hmm. One of those two things kind of have to stop. Um, but sometimes it's just organ failure altogether. Like our kidney patients, they mm-hmm. go through complete organ failure and everything shuts down. And that they, they are also ones that die pretty quickly once they stop dialysis. So we kind of know pretty early on, like there's certain like markers you look for. Like when we're seeing a patient passing away, we kinda of can tell what's like doing yeah, it. yeah. Like if for example, like I remember our kidney patient, um when she stopped we like she would have a catheter, um and when she stopped putting out any fluid after mm. just putting out a
1: ton of fluid, we knew that was pretty much it. <laughs> so God, our bodies are machines. And when they stop working for us, like that is that I can't imagine anything scarier. Yeah. Well, I guess for me, it's like I just
2: uh, I feel like a lot of our our patients are older. So for me, it's kind of like, yeah, eventually it's all going to catch up to you one day. You know? Yeah, of course. So (laughs) um, I think it's the the key is just. The ones that I hate to see are the ones that have the breathing problems because those are the ones that are the mm. most uncomfortable. So just don't yeah. smoke.
1: Yeah,
2: please. That's, an easy, yeah.
1: That's,
0: that's an easy, that's an easy one. Those
2: are the worst ones because th- they, they can't lay down. They can't get comfortable. And when you, you know, you just don't realize like how, how, how much pain you're in when you can't breathe or just how when bad you, you feel. you can't get a full breath yeah you just feel terrible like sometimes you get confused and you can't even tell where you're at because just your oxygen level's so low oh you can't even think straight so that's not fun yeah
0: that Mm -hmm. was uh that was what was happening with my uh, younger brother uh like his oxygen oxygen saturation was so low that you know they had to hook him up to a breathing machine just to just keep uh oxygen going through him yeah he's like he's like yeah you can't Lay down on your side. Can't lay down on your mm. back. Can't lay down on your on your belly or anything because everywhere is just you're gonna be fatigued. Just trying to just scary. trying to. Breathe. Yeah, so. that's just
2: the worst. Oh, those are the ones I feel so horribly sad for. That's when liquid morphine is the best, uh, the best medicine for those people because you just uh, it opens up all the blood path pathways so that they can at least get oxygenated blood
1: everywhere. It helps them feel better. Yeah. Eric, would your brother go on your show? I'm like dying to hear more information about your brother's case.
0: <laughs> I will yeah, we've been, yeah, we've been yeah, uh, I've been kind of like hounding him ever since, you know, it's like at one point they wouldn't let him have a cell phone. Oh my uh, god. So I was like trying to get stuff like second hand.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh man. You need to know. Well now that he's yeah. home and free from the tyrants <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. They're brave men and women.
0: Yeah. yeah, I'm going to have to find out what his test results were. But he's like, uh, when they discharged him yesterday, they said, well, yeah, you're going to get your test results back today. And he goes, yeah, they told me that also on Saturday and Ah. Sunday. He's like, at this point, I don't think there's a test. I don't think there was an actual test done. I was like, well, if you do happen to get it, I would be uh, very intrigued to see if you actually had it or not.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because it sounds like you very well could have.
0: Yeah. I mean, he had all of the had all of the symptoms.
1: So. All the symptoms, and it seemed very serious. But um, you know, he was able to recover, and that's incredible. No matter what yeah. he had, that's incredible.
0: Yeah, and we were also kind of worried because if he did have it, he also has asthma. So.
1: Oh yeah, no, that wouldn't be good. Yeah. Well, I mean, I definitely like like we've been saying. I'm so curious to hear if he had it or not. <laughs>
0: oh yeah. <laughs> because
1: I because that's like really Im- impressive. Then, like you know, if. Somebody like him who would be uh, at at risk or immunocompromised, maybe not immunocompromised, but, you know, have a pre-existing condition like asthma, like that is living, makes your breathing hard. So Mm -hmm. if he was able to kind of survive it with asthma, I think that's an excellent sign for and hope for others.
0: Yeah, I think uh, anybody over the age of 50 who's got other kind of breathing problems and everything you probably got something to worry about there. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like you know the northern part of Italy. It's uh, a heavy concentration of smokers and an old population who is above the uh, average age of sixty. You know, you just had the the perfect mm-hmm. storm right there.
2: Yeah, and don't don't they all live like they extended family kind of lives with each other a lot, right? It seems yeah. like everybody they, you know very they're close together, so it all spreads pretty fast.
0: Yeah, and especially in a population that you know smokes. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah right you know, and at, i think that's
0: a pack a day
2: yeah i think in general you can pretty much say like smoking is bad it, it's just that there's nothing good about it it doesn't okay. do anything it's so bad i mean that's the thing about china too is there's a lot of smokers in china oh yeah like every time i think i go back and i think about how we were thinking we were talking about this before and how why things were so bad in china it's just there's Maybe the reason why everything was so bad, besides the fact that they tried to hide it and keep it under wraps and not report it like they should have, but it could also be that it's so polluted, everybody smokes there, um, people, they live on top of each other in crowded cities. I mean, there's just yeah, a all lot the, All of those different... factors matter. Yeah, and that's what matters because when we're thinking about comparing it to what's going to happen here in the United States, I mean then we can kind of gauge better about how we need to address it. Like, obviously it's going to hit places where there's more people like New York and LA and mm-hmm. the, where people live in crowded spaces
0: yeah. and the they other, have
2: to ride public transportation. And
0: Yeah. The other thing, even if they didn't have factories out there that pollute more than anywhere else on the planet, you know, you got people living on top of people and they all live next to roadways. So right. All of that fine particulate from brake dust is up mm-hmm. in there. That they're mm-hmm. also breathing in, right?
2: And That's so true. It's just nasty, nasty all the way around. Indeed. And then they smoke
0: like freight trains. All kinds. All of, stuff. of Asia
2: is like that. I mean, yeah. I don't want to sound racist, but that really is like that. Is the market <laughs> like the? I think I saw like a documentary about Philip and Morris, and they are still advertising in the Philippines and um, Malaysia. Yeah. places like that because people still like they have not stopped their smoking
0: oh yeah yeah Mm. it's uh it's pretty crazy uh you know speaking of my younger brother he uh did serve in uh korea um so you know one morning he's uh out in front of his apartment and he's uh smoking a cigarette and he uh, flicks the butt onto the ground now should he have done it no you know it's still littering but you know it's it's paper and tobacco really Mm-hmm. and uh like one of the koreans there just kind of gave him like the you know shame 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 look while he was dumping motor oil in the drain <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's like what you are doing is like 100 times worse than what i just did wow like, wow oh. so funny wow
1: well, everybody's got their hill to die on right
0: yep i guess i guess
1: so <laughs> well, speaking of hills to die on um Any last-minute results on the fish cleaner ingredients?
0: (laughs) Okay, so. What do uh, we got? Yeah, so the chloroquine that was in the fish cleaner that the Arizona couple drank is not the same type as the anti-malarial drug. And then with the fish tank cleaner, there's other caustic liquids in there, which is probably what caused their demise. I'm
1: sure. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't think I realized it was a couple. Like, wow, how poetic! Like modern day Romeo and Juliet. Like, yeah. Let, let's avoid COVID nineteen by drinking fish cleaner. That I don't think would be a good idea ever.
0: And yeah, with you a know, big red warning label: Do not ingest.
1: Do not ingest. Call somebody if you do.
0: You know, with the oh, little man. caution thing where it shows the hand getting eaten away. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> Wow. <sighs> yeah, apparently the couple had a koi pond at one point, and they had used that to clean it after before they got the, uh, the koi in there. Yeah. I mean, and there's think, like all these instructions on the back of the label.
1: Yeah. It's like, think about what that substance is used to kill. And then, yeah, you exactly. know, you put that in your
0: body. Right. <laughs> well, it's got the same stuff.
1: I swear <laughs> but, I'm going
2: to die from just the stupidity. Somebody somebody
1: somebody stupid is gonna kill me. Like that's gonna be in the end ultimately.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Be careful out there, dum dum is catching. So (laughs) it
1: really is. Everybody stay it's one of those things where it's like stay home because honestly stupid people are gonna be doing stupid things and so
0: Yeah, whenever I hear about this, it's like these people have driver's licenses.
1: Oh god. Ban (laughs) ban automobiles, ban cars.
0: It's all all bad for you.
1: (laughs) It's all bad. Well, we're kind of, uh, you know, getting close to the end of time. I guess, Eric, is there anything you want to plug or say or wrap up on? Um, We appreciate you coming on and hanging out with us for a while while we're all in quarantine and getting cabin fever and going mad.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I wouldn't have spent you know a li- about an hour worth of uh, quarantine time with anybody else so oh
1: <laughs>
0: that's right. like is a that valentine right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know so just sweet. a you know, month and a half late but you know whatever uh, yeah but, so as far as plugs uh we spoke about childrenberg earlier uh that is still going on as far as i know but you want to follow at Childerberg on twitter to get those kind of updates um other than that, uh, you know, check out my podcast. It's Rebel With A Cause. You can find it on anchor.fm forward slash rebel with a cause. Uh, soon to have a website, but I'm still designing it. So, there you go. Uh, that'll come out pretty soon. But other than that, guys, uh, it was, it's was it been fun. I, I do appreciate uh, having me on and uh, no dark Tom Woods as far as I know. At least yeah, hopefully. I <laughs> mean,
1: it's amazing considering the opportunities for him to be lurking and co- causing mischief. So,
0: Yep, and somehow he, he, earns, uh, he earns those uh, buckaroos.
1: Somehow, smackers.
0: Smackers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, Jesse, anything else you wanted to say? No, that was, I think we just <laughs>
2: pretty much covered everything I ever wanted to talk about.
0: Yep, yeah, we solved all of the world's problems in an hour. We're,
1: I know, yeah. I mean, we did it. See, people Good. should just listen to us. I mean, you know, we're not non-professional professionals. So just listen to exactly. us and um, you know, follow Touch what we your do. face. Touch yeah. your awesome face. times a day. Touch yeah, your face.
0: Should... Touch touch your friend's face. Mutual burger picking. Like massage their face.
1: Face face touching. Yeah, make it a nice touch. Yeah, make you, it
2: relaxing. You, your friends are stressed out. Massage their yeah. face is <laughs> really good. Massage their face.
0: Deep tissue Lick, massage. Like their
1: eyeballs yeah, really all good the, all orifices. yeah. <laughs> so on a realer note um everybody check us out on uh instagram twitter if you just search voluntary vixens you'll find us face facebook sucks um but we're there patreon yeah. though you know like we said kind of last time this is uh an economic crisis even if nobody wants to yeah. act like that matters as much as The virus does, but it really matters probably more um, just because that's what's going to be left. You know, like the virus can eventually be beat, but it's going to be an economy in ruin and shattered that, um, you know, we're going to all have to work together to pick up the pieces from. And like I said earlier, fuck the box. Like, you know, I think this one good thing that, uh, you know, might come out of this is that I think more people are willing to look outside the box. I know the Karens are there, but I don't know. Oh, yes. I think more people are realizing this, this whole setup isn't working for us. And um, I think it's pissing a lot of people off and people are going to only get more pissed off. So might as well take it to our advantage and use it to promote liberty, promote uh, peaceful, voluntary, cooperative exchanges amongst individuals in your community, online, whomever you can find, um, you know. Be nice to people and help where you can. Um, Yeah. And so Eric, we'll catch you, catch you at a later date. All you Vixies listening, we'll uh, catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Um, In the meantime, keep it sane, keep it peaceful, keep it voluntary.